Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Red 7, Red 7, Red 7. Don. What? Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob. This is it. The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down field and act like I'm lost is going to work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are oh, you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'm going to get you the ball. Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. I got a whole lot of money, 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 money for me. Bottle key, popping that water, man. Welcome in to 11 Personnel. Nick Roush and Adam Luckett here with you this week to prepare you for Saturday's blue white game. It's at Kroger Field at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Admission is free. Uh, parking's free too, so you can get there early. Maybe watch a little football for an hour or so, and then maybe dip out to watch the bluegrass steaks over at Keeneland. Um, or the Masters. Or the Masters. Yeah, it is Masters Saturday. That's uh, one of the best days in golf. So, and I, I don't think coverage starts till like three. Masters sucks about that. So you aren't missing much if you if you're watching the Cats on uh, at the stadium at Kroger Field or on SEC Network Plus. That's the only way you'll be able to watch the broadcast is is through these subscriptions. So um, I'm not sure what exactly the weather's going to be, but the spring game is a good time to be able to get up close and personal with some of the players, you know, that they're here to have fun. And uh, look, at that's one thing as much as – as excited as we'll be, the biggest thing we have to preface this whole – before we give any takeaways or – like, it, it's a spring game. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a- that – I think here is it's important to know what this is, right? This is really an excuse to go tailgate and go watch some football. <laughs> Spring game wise, there's not a whole lot we can glean from this. There's been past spring game stars turn in, not turn out to not have such great seasons. Yada yada yada. I don't Nick, you probably remember this like Louisville, Bobby Petrino, their spring game, their quarterback would throw for six hundred yards. Every year. Every yeah. year. And it's score eighty would be points. the talk. This 
insert name is Heisman Dark Horse contender. Did you see him at the spring game? And so, like, it's it's important to know that. But it's also – there is some stuff you can pull if you know what you're looking for. Um, you can kind of see where the depth chart is a little bit. You can kind of see who – like, what players look faster than the other players, what players maybe hit harder than the other players, uh, stuff like that. I remember a few years ago, Nick, I'm try- I can't think of the exact year, Jamin Davis really popped in this yeah, game. That was uh, his first uh... – Hell, he was an early enrollee, and uh, I think Cash got hurt, and Jordan Jones definitely got hurt, and so yeah, Jordan, up, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up starting the whole game and led the team in tackles for the white team, and we didn't see him for two years, but by the time he emerged, he was a first round draft pick. So we could have a situation like that. I feel like there's always like some like uh, walk on that you haven't really heard of that will do something like Zach Johnson. And uh, who who is the was he the running back that was there? It was some running back that was a walk on that. Whenever we'd get to go to practice, he would always make some big plays, but he never got to Mark Ray. No, it wasn't Mark Ray. And he was was Johnson from Coleraine. Yeah, yeah, he's from Cincinnati. Might... I don't know if he no Coleraine he... or Anderson. I can't remember which one he went to. Either way, there was some, there was one of those kids who just like every. God, it's killing me that I can't think of his name. And I bet if if Charles Walker was here, you know, he'd know exactly who it is. Because it was one of those dudes who just – I think he wore 24. But he always made big plays in practice. In the spring game, he was awesome. But he was just way too little to play during the day. He was a running back. You're probably going to have a dude like that. Maybe we we get a – you know, it's like an early Bouvier spotting. Um, you know, that could be the case. But I think in general – you know, last year we wanted to just to see the offense. What do you think, even though it will be vanilla, what do you think there's some things to glean from Rich Gangarello's offense that, um, you know, we, we otherwise wouldn't have the liberty to see if it if it weren't for the spring game? Obviously the fullback element is out there. I think tight end utilization is something to keep an eye on. How heavy is the two tight end sets? Do we – I doubt we see any of this, but how versatile do they get in alignment? Like, do we get some Keaton Upshaw lining up at X receiver some? How is Isaiah Cummings really used? How is Utah McLean used as kind of this Swiss Army knife skill mm-hmm. talent piece that they have? And that, that's the part see. of it where we probably won't see. I think we might get a lot of formation stuff just because – you know, Miami of Ohio, like it just makes them prepare for more. Yeah. Uh, also, just the wide zone. I would, I would be very fine if I just saw forty-five wide zone plays <laughs> at the game, just to see how they're blocking it, how right. it looks. Is it clunky at all? Yeah. Are the backs hitting it? All of that stuff. And that's something too. Like they know you're going to run it. Just yeah. Like yeah. Let's get, just have wide zone practice. Uh, you know, one thing I want to see, Lucky, and this is this is unrelated to Rich's offense, but like. How do the defensive backs tackle in space? Uh, because that like, – yeah, Well, like two of the guys I'm probably most excited to see in kind of a game setting uh, going up against uh, good players on the other side is really Andrew Phillips and I say Jordan Lovett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the two guys I really want to see. What, what do they, they kind of look like? Do they look like they belong or, or not? Well, and especially when we got to watch, 
I think what makes them good is something you can't see when we were at practice last week, which is flying around and just hitting dudes. Like, you, yeah, you know. like I want to see Jordan Love in inside drill. Like, I want to see him <laughs> yeah. in pursuit. Right, right. And, and how Phillips, because like part of that position is being able to come up and run support and slow down, make a tackle in open space. That's, that's one thing that was uh, just constant kryptonite throughout the years we watched Kentucky football growing up is just missing open field tackles. It has not been uh, as big of a problem under Mark Stoops. And even last year when the secondary struggled, it was less about open field tackles and just, and just getting beat at the, 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 the top of a pass, you know? Um, and, and I think love it. Love it's a guy, if he can run around and, and wreck shit for the lack of a better term, not just say, like that. That can that help. That mitigates the loss somewhat of Vito Tisdale, knowing that you've got, as Brad White said last week, like he's just somebody who's who plays at 100 miles an hour. You know, I, I love it, to hear that. Get you a little excited about 2023 if you've got two headhunters back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, and so. with that D line that they're going to have in 2023, that make that gets you a little excited if he can. Well, and then Trevor Wallace, too. Like, like, he's going to play a ton in this game because, like, how much do you need to see from Square and Jacquez Jones? You know, like, yeah. Nothing. Like, uh, yeah. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> like, over under 10 snaps on Chris Rodriguez, Trevin Wallace, Jacquez Jones. See, like, I think Trevin under, ain't it? I think no. I think Trevin gets a lot of runs. No, not Trevin. I meant DeAndre. And, you meant DeAndre uh, Square. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're uh-huh. doing one scripted first series, and that's it. Like Rodriguez gets four touches, tops. Tops. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it's two and done. All right. Um, but yeah, outside, I, like I, I'm trying to think. Are there any other players that are guaranteed to just not? Jordan Wright. He's not going to play. JJ Weaver. I mean, th- then you run into something though. Like, are you just going to play Tommy Wall the whole game? Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, like that. Just... Well, those walk-ons that they they shifted around a little bit to give them more bodies there. They moved a tight end or two over to that uh-huh. position. That's true. Those guys are going to play a lot. They're going to be pretty gassed. I don't think Keaton is uh, Upshaw is going to be a ten and or lower, but he is. I think he'll be on a lower snap count, just generally speaking. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be surprise. It wouldn't surprise me if he's maybe. A two series for the game, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you never know. Like Cummings, I, I doubt Isaiah Cummings plays at all. Um, but that that is the. I hope we get some of those sideline interviews. Like I remember yes. the uh, the Lynn Bowden was because he was the last spring game, right? The Lynn Bowden year that was his. That was the last time we got a spring game. Yeah, we haven't had a spring game since before the 2019 season, the That's April crazy. before the 2019 season. Yeah, and I just remember when coming up and just like having the most awkward, but like let's just fire up the crowd kind of interview uh, ever on the sideline. Like it's just it's a good time. There's a lot of uh, we're, well, we're there was one year where Coke Kublik was calling the game and they went on the field and they <laughs> yeah. had like they showed Eddie Grant like calling in plays, like reading off the call sheet, making yeah. a call. Oh man, um, you think Rich is going to be on the sideline or in the box? John Long wants to know. He, I think that if you dig into his answer, it says sideline just because the reason you be in the box, right, is nice and quiet up there. You can see the field, but you can also talk to the quarterback with the the helmet mic. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you get that up to 
from the play clock until I think it's 15 seconds when it turns off. Do we don't have... get that on the field. So, like, for him to talk to the quarterback, the quarterback's got to come off, he's got to go to the bench, got to pick up the phone, right. put on a headset, and do that constantly. I think in college it just makes more sense to just be on the field and be in uh, constant communication. Is the I only... think all, I'm, I'm to the point where I think all play callers should be on the field. You can have a, a guy you trust be at the box tell you what you're, what you're you know, seeing, yeah. what the defense is doing on certain looks that you might not have a good look at, but I think you're just, you get a better feel, I think, being on the grass. Is, is the only excuse for the no uh, helmet mics and head, is that, is it just some sort of resource excuse? Like, I had, yeah, I would assume so. I don't know. Cause that's, I mean, like, there's enough money in college football where you can, well, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you, yeah. That, well, that's that, like, that's, I don't know if you've heard nationally, that's like the big talking point that the Big 12 and all the other conferences are worried um, that, you know, the SEC and Big 10 are running away just from a financial standpoint. Um, that's going to be a huge talking point into the talking season. Oh, sure. man, which sadly we're, we're approaching rapidly. Um, so all right, ready for that. But yeah, like that, before we get on that, those rules, yes, I would like to see that. Like, why are we stopping the clock after first downs? That one is one that uh, I think Nicole Auerbach reported that they're they're discussing because that I think that really takes a drain. Like, of all the, the things, I get going out of bounds. That strategically makes sense. Like, it, it, it proves a point, but, you know. Yeah. That one and then the, ha- the hash marks is my other one. Yeah. Hash that, marks, too. Because, I mean, if you take really away – if you take away the the clock stopping on every first down, then I mean that some of those seven thirty kickoffs SEC Network specials like are four hours long. Yeah, that that tightens it up to a yeah. three and three and a half hour window. You know, yeah, it helps games get done faster. Especially right. if you're like Kentucky this year. There's gonna be a couple times where they can just run the damn. Like you're you're up forty two to seven at halftime or in the third quarter. Just let them run the clock out on the game, <laughs> you know. Let them run it out. Um, but okay, all right. Some real didn't didn't expect to get some real changes. Uh, I'm sure we won't be seeing. Uh, man, it's been so long. I forget the typical format um, of of how they're going to do this. But uh, you know, I, I expect ten minute. Was it ten minute? Don't they usually do like ten minute quarters first two, and then that's eight or something? Yeah, and, and then it's just like running student- clock. Run Stoops is big on, and, and we're going to end it as soon as there's like a good play towards the end, and it just feels like a good spot to end it. I'm sure they have to fill up a two hour TV window. Yeah, it's a two hour, that's what I was about to say. It's a two hour window on TV. So, uh, you know, uh, but I, I have a feeling he'll want to get out of there after a while because the other, the other side of the coin to this before we get back into some more nitty gritty of the game is this is a recruiting event as much as it is anything. And they have more practices after this. Yeah, they <laughs> got another week. Um, and that all was because of Liam Cohen's departure. It, it, it forced them to push back the start of spring practice. This TV slot was already nailed down for Kentucky on that Saturday during Keeneland. And I, I think a big part of the timing, too, is for the recruiting aspect of it. I have a, a feeling that when Stoops is done, they're going to be talking to some folks and probably both on over to Keeneland afterwards. You know, I mm-hmm. what, probably won't be doing it. It's a little early for officials. Um, I remember back in the day that was with the when they had the uh Justin Rogers, Bo Allen, John Young official that was in the month of April, 
and they did, you know, the Keeneland weekend and all that sort of stuff. I doubt we'll have officials, but it, it's a big recruit. It's a significant recruiting weekend. Uh, and part of that is showing off, um, you know, what the fans are bringing into the table. And if I know Kentucky fans, we're, we're in desperate need of a good time. This is a, an ideal opportunity to go out to watch Will Levis, go out and sling it some. Question for you, Luckett. Uh, over under five pass plays of 30 plus yards. Over. Um, what, what, what number? First half. What number do you get uncomfortable where you're like, okay, maybe not the over? Like nine? You talk about like being worried, being worried about the defense? No, no, no. Where you're like, okay, I would take the under if it was. Yeah, se- uh, seven. Seven. Because like some, some of it, you just want to, you know, what will show off his arm a little bit. There's also going to be a, all right, we're on the goal line. Let's run some fades because nothing's more basic goal line offense than running some fades. It's less collisions, and it gives guys like Chris Lewis a chance to go up and high point the football. Guys like Dane Key. One of those, Dane Key or Chris Lewis is going to catch a fade for a touchdown. You, you can write it in yeah. stone. It feels like one of those two to me is probably going to be like the star of the spring game. Yes. I, 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 yes, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I I don't know which one it is. It's, it's going to be, though. I, I, you could almost flip a coin, but I, I, I do think it will be one of them because Tavion Robinson is going to get some run, but he's in that second tier of guys who's just get a couple good series in. Right. And you're done for the day. I suspect Chauncey Magwood will then come in and get a lot of run with Cleveland Thomas, who, hell, hasn't been out on a football field in you know year and a half. Right. So – Good, good, to, good. It'll be good to see some of those guys just back out there, uh, getting some run in. Well, okay, who are who are some other players you really got your eye on? Yeah, Jatom McLean, obviously. Just want to see him a little bigger role. I think he's going to have a huge part in the offense. Let's see. Um, like obviously Andrew Phillips, I mentioned on defense. Darian Henry Young. It's mm, a good one. Obviously, it's a big name. He's gonna. He's getting some pass rush buzz. He's kind of a situational player. Mm-hmm. Seeing what he, he kind of looks like. He's definitely got third down rusher two, written all over him for right now. The, the two tackles. Yeah, and that's where uh, I think you can do some judging, even though you won't, like, see a sack or that sort of thing. But you could tell if a dude's whiffing on a block or not um, mm-hmm. between – Flax, Buford, and Keontae Goodwin. You know, I, Keontae's, I, Keontae's low hanging fruit. Uh, yeah, people yeah. are gonna it, have takes. You you also him. should if you if you're planning on going, just get there early and try to see some of these guys up close in person, or stay late and whenever they're walking from the stadium to the locker room, dab some of because Keontae, like it, you know, you as much as we write about how big this kid is, you can't appreciate it until you're next to him. You know. No, there's no doubt. I say it all the time. You don't really realize how big these guys are until, like, until you're really next to them. Like, you can even sitting in the stands, right? Mm-hmm. You know they're big, but it's 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 just different when you're standing next to them. Well, and, and they're next to other run. big guys at the time too. And if you're yeah. an average size, that picture that Keontae had with Deion Walker, or Deion Walker's what six seven. 350 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> makes him look like a tiny guy right yeah you um, just um not only that they're big how fast they move yeah on that yeah. field yeah 
If you, I mean, I know that I know that's not everybody doesn't. Oh, let me go stand next to this six, seven, three hundred thirty pound guy who lives next door. <laughs> right. But right. if you've got it, you know, any like those open practices they kind of have in the summer, where they mm-hmm. kind of open it up for fan day and fans can go. If you ever had time, you should just go to that just to see kind of how big these guys are and how fast they're moving. I think you have a different appreciation for the game when you get up close. I think it's like that in basketball too. Like if you can go and get like a real close seat in the basketball game. Yeah. See how big and fast, like in above the room, those guys are playing. It's, it's very different than watching it just on TV. You just get a different, Oh, so that's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Dekel Crowdis is one of those guys where you can't, you can't appreciate his speed watching highlights or knowing his 40 time or whatever it may be, but watching him run, I, I'm not going to lie. Like it. I, I hope that first play of the game, it's Petrino style play action bomb the crowd. Yeah. I'm wondering that he's a, he's another guy. I'm wondering if they even, cause he's still wearing that big brace. It, I just, I want to see. Cause the thing is, is I don't think Levis can overthrow him, you know? So if he just gets a decent release, yeah. he should be running free. That first fall practice that where they just have the pass drills and we watch it in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be what we're gonna watch there in August. Is all right. Here's the Kels. Let's see if it's see if they're running the post. Let's see if Will can overthrow him here. <laughs> uh, one guy that I, I some because a lot of this is a big time for underclassmen. There's a few that I. I think have generated some buzz during the spring. You should keep an eye on Jamarius Dinkins, Spider. He, I mean, he lost some. He, he put. He did some. He did some good body transformations. Good. Stuff yeah, last year. yeah. Added some good weight. Yeah, yeah, and then shed some bad weight. Um, he he looks really good, and you don't notice. You don't notice those guys. You don't notice a nose a lot of time when you're going through, just in, in the. But when it gets to the second and third, like you're in scout team at that point, watching Dinkins, he's going to eat up some some runs. Like there's going to be some times where it's just nothing there because he's eating up three blocks in the middle of the in the middle of the field. So he's one to watch. I'm curious about Elijah Reed because he he is a very interesting prospect. He switched his positions late. He was a fifth year high school guy. Used that COVID waiver, and he's gotten some good reviews. I'm sure he'll get a lot of snaps there later on. Um, and the big one that I think folks he, – he's not quite Danny Clark because it's a little bit more under control, but yeah. Deuce Hogan, you know. Like Danny Clark, like when Deuce misses, he, he misses small. When Danny Clark missed, he, he, could, he could kill somebody on the sideline, you know. Like it was <laughs> – you just – it was uh, – who is the dude from uh, Mighty Ducks, uh, one of the Bash Old brothers? Reed. Yeah, Holman Reed. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Holton Danny Reed. Clark. I was trying to think of like a bad shooter in basketball that just – Russell just, Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> or just, you know, he's shooting it. It might go in. It might hit the top of the backboard. Yeah. But Holman Reed was a better one. That, that's that's a good comparison. But but Deuce, Deuce has it a little bit more under control. I don't know. You know, he's going to be far down the pecking order because he, he he's just further behind. After all, he, the other guys have been around for a year or two, so they're a little bit more comfortable with the scheme. I think it's a little bit more complex than what they're running at Iowa. Uh, what, what was uh, <laughs> what was Brian Ferentz's quote? I need to go. Um, I'm, I'm not a – quarterbacks pull, aren't exactly my thing. <laughs> yeah, let me pull this. I have to pull it up, okay? 
This like, this was one of those talking season points that I, I wish we weren't talking about Kentucky football all the time because it is just oh boy. Uh, there was a there was a special okay. quote that Kirk's son said. Chad Les- Least a Cow thinks this guy's name. I'm sorry if I messed that up. Um, he writes for looks like the Des Moines newspaper, sports columnist. Brian Ferentz, I'm not an expert on the quarterback position. Kirk Ferentz, I think it's going to be a good positive move for us. <laughs> Talking about moving Brian Ferentz to – He was like a tight end coach, coach. Yes, right? he was quarter, you know, offensive line coach, tight end coach background. And now he's going to quarterbacks. And I just around? pretty much said, in quotes, Dad, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Do what I tell you, son. That's what that's happened <laughs> like. So, yeah, good luck oh, there. Oh, man. What a mess. But so, I, you know, Deuce is going to come in and he'll get a couple passes off and they're just going to be pew, pew, pew. Uh, and it's going to be fun. That's going to be the fun portion where uh, like it, we're going to be in the press box and I'm going to be writing the, the post game recap. Don't let me ignore what Deuce is doing, you know, because uh, that, that's going to be a ball. We'll be on Deuce Watch. <laughs> No doubt it, about it. it is uh, for quite to to part of my French, but it's bullshit that he's not number two or at least twelve. Kyle Sharon's got the number. He's sixteen. Your name's Deuce. You got to have a Deuce. Twenty-two. Yeah, do the double Deuce. I, I get you know maybe they're leaving that open for Chris, but uh, yeah, just uh, got to have Deuce in there. Um, what can, what 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 else is there to discuss about this spring game? Because like I said, it is going to be like, gotta vanilla. get a long look at Bo Allen. For those yeah. who've wanted a long look at him, who back yeah. for during the season, see how he does. Yep. You know, Bo, he's at the point in his career where in a spring game, he's probably be doing a lot of good stuff in year three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially. You know, I feel bad for Bo because he's had three position coaches, three play callers yeah. in three years. That's tough. Right. And he's not starting, you know, that's, he's very much in a development kind of stage in that. When you do stuff like that, that can stunt that if you're a prospect. So the the one thing to I, I think to your point, Luckett, is that I think on the trajectory he's on right now, if all goes well this year, it's Will Levis's last season. He's off to the NFL, and at this point next year, it's either going to be Bo Allen or yeah. a, a transfer portal guy competing well, for the starting job. That's what it will be. Yeah. So I don't think there's any debate about that. It's going to be, they're bringing in a guy to start and Bo's going to have to beat that guy out. So is, is Bo going to be a Gunner Hoke and a Reese Phillips or has he used this three years to have, to really not only know and master the offense, but have the timing down with his receivers and make the right decisions. Uh, I, I think with a lot of those guys, you even when they had their spring game opportunities, you didn't see the pop. Now, one thing Bo certainly has going for him that those guys didn't. He had, even though it's been more coaches, I think it, he's been better coached. You know, um, and I think he has a little bit more, uh, a little bit more juice um, in that arm. So you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll just. I mean, just gonna have to see. Uh, that's really the only thing you can say about that situation right now, but. They're not getting the 2023 quarterback, I don't think, Nick. No, no. Those guys so. are announcing right now. Dante Moore is kind of the five-star guy in Detroit. Martin Luther King, he's going to be the next one to go off. It's sounding like it seems like Notre Dame. 
Chris Vecina is right there. He's probably waiting for to see what Arch does. Uh, yeah, Alabama, he, Alabama could put the full court press on him if they don't get Arch, and he's probably going to go to Alabama over Clemson. And then what Clemson does after that, if that that's kind of a, that would be unfortunate for them. And so it goes on down the line. But Kentucky just they just the coaching change really kind of messed all that up, right? Yeah. They ran on some guys. Right. I think they, they really like Chris Parson, who's committed to Florida State. I think if Liam stayed, I think they might have felt decent about potentially making that a flip. Um, but him being out that probably takes a lot of that out of there. And so they're probably just going to reset for two, 2024, let Rich get his feet under him, and really try to hit on a portal guy. Um, and I think that's kind of where they're at. And then after the season, that's that's – you know, that's operation number one for the program. As soon as that Louisville game ends on Thanksgiving, Saturdays, go, all right, see who sees going in the portal and kind of assess our options. Um, but we got to get some guy that can come in and start for us and win games. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a long time away. I mean, we don't have yeah. to. Right, right, right. That's And I don't think it's, like, necessarily a awful spot for Kentucky to be in. Like, I mean, no. if Will Levis goes and gets drafted, right, he has – let's say he has a good year, he ends up being a third-round pick. Let's just be conservative here. Okay. It's still – you know, that's still something you can sell. Obviously, this guy couldn't start at another place. He came here. We developed him, got him drafted, had a, you know, great two-year run as a starter in the SEC. Um, that should put you in kind of a premium spot, plus this NFL offense, yada, yada, yada. Um, to go and find a good transfer quarterback. So I don't think it's a terrible spot to be in, um, especially with the high schoolers. If it's more like if you're not getting a top 50, top 100 guys, it's pretty much a crapshoot there at that position. So you're probably and better off uh, uh, fishing in the portal than you are. Let's see if this low four star, or high three star, let's roll the dice with him, see what we can get. Yeah. And this year in the SEC, this. There's been kids transferring for a while. I mean, Kentucky's had plenty, their fair share of them. I'm curious what the hit rate is going to be on some of these transfers this year. You know, I, I, don't, I have no confidence in Calzada or anything, but I'm curious what the hit rate's going to be because if it's low, then you can you can really sell that yeah. if you're UK. You know what I mean? So, well, like, like if, a lot of it is, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but fine. like, like what, what other SEC schools are shopping for a transfer? Quarterback. That's true. There was a ton this year. You know, Jackson darted Ole Miss. Um, uh, JT Daniels, he going to end up at Mizzou? We, we shouldn't let that happen. I have he no needs, idea what's going to happen. He needs to go to West Virginia. But Oregon State is a player there, too. Yeah, yeah. Give me some JT Daniels after dark. But I, I, I do think that the hit rate, their success rate matters. Uh, you got – and if you're pulling guys from Penn State or, you know, that, that well, helps. Well, you got to – the uh, the um, the quarterback hogs, you know, Ohio State, yeah. Georgia now, mm-hmm. a little bit oh, gosh, like Georgia's. Like I mean, Ohio State's like there's Kyle McCord, who's from Philadelphia, I believe, was a five star prospect. Um, Stroud's leaving after next year, but they they're probably gonna like I would assume he's gonna be the odd man out there. Like that guy can play now. I mean, it's going to come down to him and Devin Brown, who on three ranked number one player in this past class for mm-hmm. you starting next year. Um, if that ranking holds, Devin Brown's probably going to be your starter. There's a redshirt freshman when Stroud leaves. So I mean, McCord can come here and he's he's got pro potential. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that lit, I mean, names go on and on. You start getting into the bigger schools. Well, like Quinn, Quinn Ewers is going to Texas. He's going to start, right? Yeah. He just transferred from Ohio State, another number uh-huh. one recruit. Yep. They've got Hudson Card, former top 100 prospect. Malik Murphy's from L.A. Was um, kind of a more of a project as a blue chip recruit, but it's got a big arm. It's got a ton of potential. Like both of them guys are going to be looking for homes. I mean, that's just that's three guys I name right there that I feel pretty good about that will be in the portal at the end of this season. And then yeah. there's going to be more, you know. And um, what's that USC depth chart look like? Quarterback? Is there any quarterbacks <laughs> left there? Uh, right. I'd have to look who who like they just had this. They have to have some young guy there under Caleb Williams this year that's probably going to want to leave. Right. You know, yeah, that stuff, you know. They, there's, there's a lot of rotating a, doors. Right. And yeah, so, there's, there's, you should have. In Georgia, Georgia's got, you know, they're going to have probably a former top 100 quarterback in the portal after this year. Yep. You, Depending on what Kirby wants to do at quarterback, whether it's go get a transfer or start one of the young guys he's got waiting in the wings. Uh, and as Kentucky, not only if you make Will Levis a draft pick, but you also have. Uh, and they'll be making the decision before he's actually drafted. So even if you can just tell them that he's a top five guy in the the board, you know, uh, you have a good running game and a solid offensive line. Those are good sells. Uh, a very talented young group of wide receivers. So there's there's plenty to sell. Um, right. That's what you, I, I think. That was what we're trying to get at. That they're yeah, going to be yeah. in a good position. Yeah, they're going to be in a good position, and and, and then they're going to have to beat out the local kid too, which is what we got started on with Bo Allen and. Um, you know, you, you don't hear a lot about the backup quarterback when the guy's doing well. He's one of the uh, least talked about backups in a while. Um, you know, there was plenty of that buzz during Terry's last year here. But, you know, now it's his time. Which, by the way, Joey Gatewood, like, I just wish he would saw that coming? I would just wish he would have been less stubborn. Like, why did he need to go and do the same old song and dance with Gus for a year? He could have just done this here. Did he? I'm gonna do a. I don't know that. Might have had a better relationship with Gus. I mean, which know. is weird because I I thought that that was the reason why he got out in the first place. But you know, it's his. Uh, there life. was a he lot of like it. politics rumors surrounding Auburn because they got Bo Nix. Bo Nix was a legacy recruit, was top twenty five prospect. And Auburn's a weird place, so you know, I, you know, I, I could see how he could fall for. You know, there was – I mean, there was a lot of good quarterbacks that probably wouldn't have started over Bo just because of of all that. And maybe that's why Gatewood just – he just kind of got caught in a rough situation. But came to Kentucky, it obviously didn't work. Oh, but receiver's man. a weird position. That's not his position. Like, he needs to be a tight end if it's going to – if he's going to do anything. I don't see – in um Gus Malzahn doesn't have the best track records with receivers either. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be an exciting Saturday out at the Crow. We'll be there. Um, very much looking forward to watching some football back at Kroger Field before uh, we get into talking season. Like you said, like, we're also going to get the Masters. Who's who's is, hit up is, the bar? Hit up the bar before watch a little Masters coverage before going to the game. Yeah, there's not going to be – I don't think there's going to be any sort of pregame show or anything like that. Um, but there still be a lot of Kentucky football fans out and about. Um, so, I'm looking forward to seeing you all. we got Bluegrass Stakes Day. Uh, don't don't have any pick um, because we're recording this early. Do you have a Masters pick? Is Tiger going to win it all, damn it? 
we um I was it's still TBD. What was oh no, he's, he's, he's get out not. the green jacket for Tiger. No, know his measurements. First time since ninety four. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> John Rahm. Has, has, has JT JT doesn't have a Masters yet? Let's get him. No, he, he needs not. to get one. He, and the thing is, is I feel like for him, it takes him a while to get cooking. He's usually really good about FedEx yeah. Cup play, but he got that uh, win at TPC last year, right? Yeah, he won the well, he won the players last year, but That's, he really like nose dived after that. It wasn't yeah. a great year. But get 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 your swagger back, JT. I will say. More Kawa's Kawa, he's going to win this tournament eventually because this tournament is usually all about kind of your irons, your approach shots, and that's what he that's what he does. And he's come up big multiple stages with the putter when he's had to make some putts. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the play this year, but he's going to win that. He's going to win a green jacket here soon. Um, so that might be he's getting slept on a little bit because Scheffler is like white hot right now. And then John Rahm was number one there for a while. Yeah, so he could be his, he could be a sneaky pick here, Markov. I mean, he just won the British Open a few months ago. Mm-hmm. True, true. Uh, you know, one thing I like about JT too, he's got that that temper on a golf course. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a it's really a Saint X guy thing. You guys are just you know jerks and just can't can't Is control right? your your emotions. So um, very relatable though, very relatable. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well it's gonna be yeah, a great sport. You sales guys, yeah, you all don't have tempers for sure. Yeah, pot, meat, kettle for sure. <laughs> oh man, well this has been fun. We hope you all enjoy. It's gonna be a fun sports weekend. A great way to exercise the demons from our just a horrific March madness. We're turning the page with a little spring football in the bluegrass. Oh man, it's gonna be a great day for football time in the bluegrass. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go cats and go croaker. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.